Blog Talk yeah, Radio. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I am Rainy Hale. So this is Horse Thursday. Today is Thursday, May 15th, and I'm super happy to be with you all. I'm calling from a super hot <laughs> uh, Pacific Northwest this week. Um, I, I feel like I was complaining when it was raining, and now I'm complaining when it's hot, but I feel like we went from winter to summer, and I didn't really get any kind of moderate spring in here. I feel like it went from snow to 90 degrees in about two weeks. Um, but yes, it's been in the 90s here in May, which is unusual and I'm not built for that. So <laughs> um, anyway, um, I'm super happy to be with you all today and with Cindy. Um, love spending my Thursday mornings with all of you. Um, just as a reminder, before we say hi to Cindy, I'd like to, everyone, to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. We're almost always going to have something you're going to want to write down, whether it's an event coming up or somewhere to find some great information. So be ready for that. And please press one on your phone if you want to chat with us questions, comments, testimonials. We'd really, really love to hear from you. As you know, that's a big part of what our show is all about. So um, please, please share with us. Um, and it can, be, it can be anything. It can be about something you've read on Facebook. It be, could be something you've um, seen somewhere else or somebody told you and you have a question about. It could be about um, an upcoming event. Anything we're happy to help you with. So um, please press one and we will do that. Um, just as a reminder, though, we do need to keep it to um, – horses with the horse unit and really stay away from any kind of medical type talk questions or comments. So, um, but as you know, that gives us a lot to talk about. So with all of that said, I'm going to say good morning to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Rainy. Hi, everybody. I totally agree that, you know, we got gypped <laughs> by not having spring. <laughs> I'm not sure where it went, but it, you know, it flew by here in waves, and that was about that was about it. So I know what you're saying. So uh, hopefully, in other parts of the country, you had uh, um, a nicer, prolonged period. And um, one of the things that I just like to start out with is to say that we had our um, our second Equine Academy of 2023, the sixth one we've done so far. We did that on Monday. And we had um, about 190-plus people registered. Um, and a lot of people didn't, did not uh, come up. But, so I think we had about 140 or 135 people there. Um, almost half of them were the first time to attend an equine academy. 
and uh, and there was that many people who were doing it more than once. So, um, you know, I take that as a good sign because we try and cram a, a lot of information into just six hours and, and actually less if you take off the time for break and, and, and lunch. And uh, so it is a lot of information and um, it's something that you can kind of, um, you know, certain information is going to hit you at a certain time when it's relevant in your life and you go and you attend something months later and something else might pop out at you. It's the same as with the basic academy. Um, you can really see the difference, uh, the difference in terms of um, people that have not had a chance to take their basic academy yet because it, you have to really play a lot of catch-up. To, be, to kind of understand, we don't start at the beginning. Um, but we did, you know, it doesn't always work out that they can take a, a basic academy firsthand. So um, we tried a, a new technique. We debuted it at this academy, and I think it has a lot of potential. It was uh, a feature that Zoom has made available now to do pop-up kind of questions that you can you know, just literally pop up in the middle of the, of the um, screen. And um, the idea was to kind of keep people paying attention and be able to answer questions and to make it be fun. I think we need we need to structure it a little bit differently, but I'll be, I was, I've solicited on the Facebook page, the internal IBD page, but if anybody is listening on the call and wants to share feedback, <clears throat> about the academy in general, or, but specifically if you like the pop-ups, what you liked or what you didn't like about it, that will be helpful for next time. Um, and because I think it's a good tool for people to kind of, you know, self-test uh, self your knowledge, if you will. Um, say, did I pick that up right? Do I need to ask a question? Do I need to listen again? So um, I... I think we're we're going to use it again, but we're we might do it differently. So, appreciate any feedback if somebody wants to call in about that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, think, I, mean, I was just going to take I was just going to add a little bit more to that as far as taking these repeatedly. I mean, even I plan on taking the Equine Academy again, and I've taken the Basic Academy. I don't know, double digits. I don't even know where I am as far as how many times I've been to the basic academy. And really, I probably, I think everyone needs to do about three basic academies. <laughs> probably what I would say would be my minimum recommendation of how many basic academies, just because especially when you're new and especially there's just so much information, you just can't absorb it all in all levels on one hand. That's one thing. I think just by by the second time you're like, oh, things will start to click because you were so overloaded and focused on something else the first time and then even more than you know that the next time. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is just hearing other people talk about the same thing. For me, that's a big thing. Sometimes I've thought, I, I heard somebody talking about something and I understood it on a kind of a basic level but then about the fifth time somebody said it and it was a different person and they said it a different way and it really just clicked for me I'm like oh that's what yeah. they've been trying to yeah. to like you know like beat into me and I just didn't quite get it until like this fifth person explained it just slightly different or used some sort of you know a different view on it and it clicked for me and so I think mm -hmm. there's benefit to that in in so many different ways 
Um, and so, yeah, and like I said, even, totally even I'm planning on taking the equine, equine Academy again when, when really I've taken so many, so many academies and I know a lot the information, you know, a lot of it backwards and forwards. And I've been around horses my whole life, so I didn't necessarily need more but of that. But I, the um, way you guys do that, yeah, the way you guys do it, there was still new information for me. There was new slides. There was new ways to talk about it. And, and sometimes for me, it's not even that I need it to to explain to me so I understand it different, but I'm like, that's a cool way to look at it. Maybe when I'm explaining it to somebody else, they might need to hear it that way. And so it's not even mm-hmm. it's about me understanding it. It's about me. That's another way that I can talk to somebody else about it. Um, and so yeah. I think it's valuable to, to do all these things multiple times. Yeah, I think, and one of the things that we recommend also is um, that particularly if you're sponsoring somebody uh, that's new, um, that it's something, even when it's an online, uh, you know, event, that you could do it ideally from the same computer together, but uh, even if you're in a different location, uh, do it simultaneously so that they can, you know, um, you kind of make it be a group exercise, if you will. And there's some definite benefit to that, that you would learn something as a sponsor, but you'd also see what's going on with the person you're sponsoring, and it'll give you some insight on how best that you can help them. And, you know, prompt as the basis of discussion afterwards. Um, and I certainly second and third what uh, Rainey said about the academies. And now that we're getting back to having some live academies, if you haven't attended one of these, um, you know, there's one one coming up in San Diego at the beginning of June, and there's one in the uh, Minneapolis area, there's one in the Denver area. Um, there's, you know, every the, everybody's willingness to get together certainly changed over the last few years, but when you have collective energy in a room, of people that are, you know, in varying stage of uh, stages of having used Beamer and seen what Beamer does for other people, that energy just goes through the roof, and it is really, um, it's addicting and it's contagious, and it's really an experience that you want to take advantage of. And typically, I'll remember that with the live academies, um, they try to always uh, engage a public presentation the night before the academy begins and those are free typically and you know there's some central location of sometimes near the airport that's the case in San Diego so easy to get to but those are designed to have um, places where um, you know they've got beamers there as demos that people can come a little early and try so they're definitely designed for you to bring your guests and prospects too. And people really, um, you know, even though they're not familiar with Beamer, they really pick up on um, the excitement and um, the common bonds that that we share within the Beamer extended family, if you will, about helping people as well as helping animals and horses. And um, that's something that you can't just convey in words. It's something they have to experience for themselves. So really take advantage, you know, take a look at in your events as to what's out there um, and to see if there's something that you could invite somebody to or if you haven't gone to it yourself, um, consider investing in being able to do a live academy. 
Um, do we have anybody that called in, Rainey? Yeah, we do. Um, I just wanted to say I, I agree, Live Academies, there's no replacement. I mean, when we had to do the online ones, and I know for some people they're just – the online ones are just the only thing they can do. And, you know, especially if you're not near one, you're talking about added expenses and things like that. But there is just, even though it's all the same information, there's just, it's they can't be compared. I mean, if, if there's any possible way you can get to a live one versus an online one, it, the experience is just that much better. So I would ultimately say that. Get to as many as you can yeah. live. And and guess, like Cindy said, go with all, go with, that's why I have gone to, I don't know how many, multiple, 15, 16, 18, somewhere in there. Um, you know, a lot of them were for myself, but then it was me going with any of my new um, distributors because I wanted to go to academies with all of them. So um, definitely those yeah. are both valuable things. And just, so, just yes, for and a point of perspective, before you – just one last comment yeah. is when people say, oh, gosh, you know, I have to travel and, and all this. When, when we first started – doing academies in the United States. Um, the only ones were done in Marin County, which is San Francisco Bay Area, California. And anywhere in the United States, if you wanted to be a distributor, you had to fly to California to do it. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind that, we, you know, we've come a long way in trying to accommodate people where they are and meet meet them uh, so that it, it becomes convenient and easy. But um, I just I have to throw in that little piece of history there for you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, okay, we do have a couple callers here. Uh, I know we had a couple of things we wanted to chat about if we have time, but um, I'd love to hear from these people. So let's see what they want to share. Um, oh, this is looks like um, Savella. We've got area code 831. Area code 831, you're live on Blog Talk. Yeah, good morning. It's Sevilla from Monterey, California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know I'm you were calling at the academy. Because, yes, <laughs> it's about the academy. Um, first thing about the pop-up windows, I really like the questions. Sometimes they just, I did not fit into any of the questions, so I just did not submit an answer because I didn't want to squeeze myself into a something that I didn't feel like I belonged. Um, but for me, I honestly have to say I'm a really bad multitasker. I, <laughs> reading through it, I honestly didn't hear what you were talking about. <laughs> so I missed out when you were saying, not do it while you're talking, but maybe a little, when you have a little break, just give us two or three questions that you can answer and then get the result of the poll before we start again. Yeah. I yeah, that I think that's a good know. suggestion. Yeah. yeah. We talked about maybe yeah, doing so it also at the end the end of the section, you know, so kind of during yeah. the review. Yeah. But exactly. not 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 simultaneously. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for yeah. me. For me. And others may be better because they're all native English speaking people, but for me it was a distraction. So mm -hmm. but otherwise okay. I love it. That's Just, good. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. Yeah, and then in general with academies, I I don't even know to how many I read, 30, 40, something like that with a basic <laughs> academy, and I love them. I feel, mm -hmm. first of all, I kind of totally embrace my brain with Beamer, right? It's just so nice to have uh, academy directors. They just show up <laughs> on that date, and they go through all and everything. 
it's like a mentorship for me in a way. I don't have a great upline and I feel so nourished by the academies um, just to, mm-hmm. to feed information into my understanding from a new level of understanding. Because every time after an academy, I, I embrace this knowledge differently and I come to a new academy I can hear it again, and then I I take every everyone I, that is offered. So I'm in every time zone, and to hear different people <laughs> speak a little bit different from their knowledge background, it just enriches mm-hmm. totally my total understanding that keeps growing. And I love hanging out with my yeah. yeah it's it's really it's it's I can't get enough. It's just my I feel so fluid now with the human beamer unit totally comfortable and it's a repetition right and I practice it and with a horse unit I feel a little bit like a beginner because now that I'm practicing it's it's new right so it's really constant testing what is theory knowledge and then okay now catch up with the practice and have it right there on my tongue when somebody asks me so it's fun to watch me how I'm growing into that equine unit (laughs) Good, good. That's great feedback. Thank you, Sibylla. Yeah, yeah. And just keep going with equine academies. I I really love them. So I'm sure I'm not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for calling in with that. Yeah. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Um, yeah, and, and I think even, I mean, obviously that was a good point of maybe not a non-native English speaker, um, you know, if that's not your first language, especially that's going to be distracting. But I think even if that's not the case, um, I think I think too much pop-ups, I think then yeah, you, you guys are going to have to find that balance of it's helpful versus distracting. And, yeah, that's going to be a, right. you're going to have to play with it a little right. bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why but I wanted it sounds to like feedback, overall. So. I was going to sound like overall people like the idea of it, um, and mm-hmm. it's definitely, you know, keeping the people engaged and having those, you know, that kind of litmus test throughout that, yes, I'm absorbing what I, I think I'm absorbing, and <laughs> yes, it is sinking in, and I am yeah. understanding what they want me to understand is also important, um, too. So, so yeah. yeah. All right. That was, that was helpful. Perfect. Yeah, next we've got area code 911. Nine, not sorry, 911. 919. Area code 919. You're live on Bog Talk. Hi, this is Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. Uh, hi. I, I did attend the Horse Academy the other day, and um, I would like to see an NA box on some of these where, because you don't fit the category, you don't fit the responses. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, you're still okay. interested, you know, um, so that way you would know there's some area you're not quite covering in an answer. I mean, like, I love horses. I, we we used to have 15 horses at a time, blah, blah, blah. I'm not actively riding anymore, but I'm still greatly interested in the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good so, feedback. I just, I have to tell you that this, this was a feature that we learned that, we discovered just in signing up. So all the questions and everything we did was in the hour before it started. So it, it was something that was uh, truly an impromptu uh, exercise, and uh, I'm pleased it turned out as well as it did. It was a lot of hard week, hard 
uh, hard and fast work with from Dr. Vonk. But that's that's a good um, that's definitely uh, something we can add for the future. So I appreciate that very much. Um, well, one of the things um, I do appreciate the equine ones. They're so professionally done, and they cover every aspect of it. But there was there is one part, and maybe it's Maybe it is or maybe it is not for the Equine Academy. I don't know. But in listening to blog talk and listening to here and there and that, I'm beginning to develop a sensitivity to how sensitive the horse is to the human heart, you know? Um, yeah. How they can detect your heartbeat so mm-hmm. many feet away. And I remember reading or listening to one of the people talk a while back, and they were both competitive riders and husband and wife, and they did training for horses. And they started, I mean, I may not have the story totally right, but so please excuse that. But they started rehabbing horses with the Beamer. And they've done it so well and appreciated so much that now they're not riding as competitive, but they're rescuing horses to rehab for other people and to sell to people that are good horses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the horse and human connection is very much a heart as well as anything else. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that brought forth in terms of people who are just starting to ride or starting to do this or that. I'm not sure all people are really aware of the sensitivity there between the two. So... I mean, I don't know. Well, and that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's also good feedback. And that's, you know, that's part of, uh, you know, particularly the basics of getting to understand, number one, how much more sensitive horses are. And, And remember, as prey animals, they have to be extremely sensitive to their environment. You know, we get this desensitized, you know, with, stress and, you know, um, all kinds of communication devices and noise and things like that. So we kind of block a lot of things out. But horses never block things out um, because they have to pay attention if something is going to come along as danger. And so they're very, um, part of their survival is their ability to judge the energy and um, to really assess whether or not this is a danger or something that they can uh, accept and relax about. So uh, that's an important skill set uh, or it just genealogical instinctual behavior that we need to emphasize. So um, that's also good feedback. So I appreciate that, Joan. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, Thank so you, Joan. That kind, of, that kind of segues for us. If there's not another caller, Rainy, to nope. um, the post on the IBD Facebook page, um, our internal horse set group, um, that uh, Megan, our new uh, sales liaison, um, that she posted a really good um, observation for people to think about um, with a horse that she's very familiar with. And uh, so we want to direct you to taking a look at that because that post just came up today. And uh, Rainy, do you want to talk about it? So, 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I saw it and I was like, you know, that is, I think, something that maybe we don't talk about quite enough because we do talk a lot about how visual the response is for horses. I mean, because you could, you could do a hundred people um, and, and you would get variants of responses, but it's, it's subtle, right? Because just like exactly like we were just talking about, we're not as in tune with our environment and our body as horses are because we don't have to be. Um, but they do and they are. And so we've always, we talk a lot about how, you know, the horse is, is such a visual response to what you know you're actually feeling with the beamer. Um, and you can watch all those levels and you can watch all the different things like the soft eyes, the ears, the, the lip that gets, you know, loose and the cocking of the hip and the, you know, all the things, right? We talk about this all the time. But it might be that you don't see that every time and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it might be that you don't see that maybe just the first time because maybe the horse is still too preoccupied in what is this weird thing? What am I feeling? Uh, you know, to actually fully relax or maybe they're one in one of the five times you've beamered this horse, there's something else going on that's getting their attention. You know, maybe somebody in the next barn is getting fed or maybe somebody, there's a tractor going somewhere that they can't see um, and they hear these noises, you know, who, who knows something is maybe distracting them. Um, that they don't actually get to get that full physical response that you actually get to see. Um, so that's part of it. And part of it might just be the horse. And that's something that this post brings up is that if you're beamering somebody else's horse, if you're doing sessions for other people's horse, you might not know their, their signs of relaxation. And for me, when I look at this post, I actually see both horses look pretty relaxed to me. One obviously looks more relaxed, the, the second picture, more relaxed. But this the first one actually looks like a pretty relaxed horse to me but not showing, not like, you know, half asleep, relaxed horse. <laughs> um, but it, that's important conversations to have with the, you know, owners, the trainers, barn owners, whoever is there that knows the horse when you're giving the session is is what they're seeing in that specific horse Cause, because a, a level down of relaxation looks very different for every every horse. And you might not actually yeah. get those visual responses all the time, and it might look very different in two different horses. So... Yeah, Cindy, I'm sure you've got things to add. Yeah, and I think, I think that yeah, I think that, and it's really important that you talked about, you know, there could be environmental things um, that you know are unusual for the horse, so they're not able to totally kind of release and let go, and that's why it's, that's why it's really important, particularly if you're doing a first time demo or it's a first or second time for a session is that you try and plan it for a time that's, number one, not the normal feeding time. It's not the time <laughs> where, you know, everybody comes after work to ride their horse at the same So there's a lot of activity going on in the aisleway. If this is at a public, you know, a, um, a, a barn where there's multiple borders. Um, but to try and set up the circumstances in the best environment, and you can't control everything, but you can make an attempt to say, um, to keep it, it to keep the experience in a way in in as quiet and um, calm environment, and that goes down to your energy too. If you're late, or you forgot something, or you're nervous about the horse, or any of that, that's going to all, you know, the horse is going to pick up on that too and say, well, you know, there's something going on here. I can't really relax because um, I'm picking up as herd animals you know, from this person that there's something that in 
attention to. So just keep in mind your what you bring to the table uh, under the circumstances and to the extent possible. Um, again, try and create the, the um, components, if you will, that will contribute to the best possible experience. And, and that and, and it all starts with awareness to say what things could, you, you know, I know sometimes when people, you know, they not might not realize, you know, I had somebody who came and they were, um, uh, they had a busy day and they brought their lunch. And the lunch, you know, the, while they were, going to be, you know, introducing this horse and talking to the owner, and there was plastic bags in the lunch, and I went, and there was wind in the aisleway, and I went, no, 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 let's not have flying plastic bags, you know, uh, because (laughs) that horse is not going to relax, and it might even overreact. So um, it, it comes down to being aware of your environment and trying to create the best possible experience. So I think that was a great post yeah, to kind of emphasize that for people and let them also know that that you don't um, that it's more important to observe that individual horse, particular horse, than it is to try and pre-program and say this is what you're going to see, because that might not be what you see with that horse, um, and maybe it's a new horse to the owner too, so they're not somewhat familiar. And if you're saying, you know, this is supposed to happen, supposed to in quotes, and it doesn't, then you've already created a negative impression that you have to counteract. So and more important is to, is to really stress this, to say, you know, each individual horse has their own patterns and let's just see what we see. And if we didn't, if we, you didn't see the horse relax as, as Megan is talking about in the, in this post, you didn't see the horse relax as you may have expected, but you know you didn't you didn't tell the owner that. You want to manage the owner's expectation to say what do you notice, and if they say well you know I see a little bit of change, and they say let's do it again. Um, I'll come back tomorrow. Um, so it creates an opportunity for um, subsequent. Sessions and the more, and we all know with Beamer, the more regular you do it, even as you first start out, the more likely you're going to see something. That's why I like being able to do, do, do this at, at shows sometimes, as after the competition, to be able, if you can do it on uh, subsequent, you know, subsequent days, multiple days, you're more likely to see something. So, anyway, sorry, Randy, I didn't yeah, mean to cut you off. No. No, not at all. I just wanted to kind of add to what you're saying because that's absolutely true. And not only doing it, you know, day after day. I mean, obviously, we know the more the more often you do it, and the more regular you do it, the better the response. But but also, I've noticed, and I talk to this about whether I'm having people do a session or I'm having horse or I'm doing a session for their horse. Um, <clears throat> you're going to feel something different each day too, and so is the horse. So it might not. It might be the first day they're like, what, what is this? I kind of like it, but I'm still trying to figure it out. And then the next day they're like, oh, yeah, this is good. You know, and <laughs> and so they're, it might just be them, A, figuring it out. And then B, um, like I said, I tell people this too, is like, um, you know, when I see them for the second day, I'm like, probably you're going to feel something different on this than you felt yesterday. Um, just because your body is responding in a different way because it is now recognizing that signal a little bit different too. And so, and I usually say that first, those first 
three, four sessions, you are probably going to notice a little something different in each one. It's going to feel a little different, or if you didn't feel it yesterday, you might feel it today. It, um, if you felt, you know, tingling yesterday, you might feel some warmth today. You know, any of those things, you might feel different. And the horse is going to, obviously, they can't tell us that. But by that visual response, you're getting that they are feeling maybe some different things different days. And so I'm, I always tell people that you don't be surprised if it does feel different today. Um, and so, and that's what we get to see for horses too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I you think know, it just the, that, go ahead. Particularly, it's just something to keep in mind. A, a habit that you're creating for yourself is as you tend you know, you're wanting to, uh, you know, talk to the owner and tell him what's going on, you might be distracted from not observing the horse. So it's, again, it's about less talking, more observing or listening to the horse's body language so you don't miss that. Because, um, again, it's uh, like with a human unit that you try and say, okay, I'm not going to, just because you're trapped as a captive audience for eight minutes does not mean I'm going to do, <laughs> you know, a data dumping on you. Because that's going to take away from them kind of relaxing and, and ha- it's they're less likely to feel something if you're in their face. You know, I struggle with this all the time. I just so have I- to remind myself, walk away, <laughs> you know, be quiet. Yeah. So... And it's it's easier for me to walk away. I, I've gotten maybe I've just gotten better about it from walking away when people are getting their own session because I can just say relax and enjoy it, and I'll come back with you. Harder for me when we're standing right. there both looking at the horse um, because yeah. they inevitably will have questions or they want to talk about something or they have questions about something else or so so that one I'm not as good at, <laughs> but I know I need that's something I need to work on. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's the awareness, you know. Um, yeah. And we're speaking about, you know, uh, Megan Smith becoming more active. And and also something that came up uh, that she posted is that uh, she's trying to connect with the field, us. And uh, so she asked, she put out on the Facebook page to say, you know, to give her email address, which is megan.smith at beamergroup.com. Surprise. But um, that she would, um, if if you're going to some horse shows or equine events, to at least email her where they are and when, and there may be a possibility, depending on her travel schedule, that she would be able to come by and kind of see what you're doing in in your home, you know, um, home environment. So, um, again, that's just something that she posted recently that she's trying to trying to get out and reach people in different parts of the country and different disciplines. So keep that in mind that uh, she's open to be able to share um, and kind of learn and get a chance to meet you. So let's see. There was another. Yeah, there absolutely. was a very cool. There was a great little short video that, that was shared, um, which was, it was a Mother's Day little video. Oh, um, yeah. Where... Yeah, you know, the mayor had uh, just, the, the baby was born on um, on Mother's Day that, that night. And, in fact, you can just see that he's, you know, he's standing up there on his little wobbly legs, but the mayor is having a, <laughs> a session, and, and the baby is kind of zoning out next to her. So it's just it's a real sweet <laughs> video. So 
Yeah, and we have um, talked about that before when we've had, um, you know, people talking about using Beamer in their breeding programs and things on this show of how the, the, the babies, if if the mom has had Beamer throughout their, their pregnancy, the babies almost remember it. I'm like, oh, I like this thing. I remember this. And they just, you know, go right into it. Like it's it's a normal thing. And so it's that's that's a great visual of like the baby going, oh, yeah, I like this. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and everybody loves baby pictures, and it's perfect on Mother's Day. Oh. So anyway, um, that's just yeah. another recommendation to say you miss a lot if you don't, um, you know, um, if you don't participate and see what other people are sharing, and it, it kind of gives you a feeling of connection with people in other parts of the country and other disciplines to see, you know, how they're interacting with their uh, clients. And uh, Megan had also posted something that was important about uh, that there's been some uh, reported cases of right in the dead center of, uh, of Florida that there's two horses who confirmed positive for strangles and are quarantined. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's just a really frightening situation. Um, but we, that really means that we need to pay attention if, if, there's anything like that in your area, you absolutely have to pay attention to biosecurity and um, making sure that you know what you're going into at a, a place if there's uh, multiple horses and, you know, asking questions and, you know, considering whether or not you maybe want to postpone that visit. Um, but it's being part of what's happening within the horse community. And so, even if you might not have been in a situation to see the notifications about that, it's a good idea to ask, the, you know, just to ask the question, is there anything going on that um, it's your barn that I need to be concerned about? So please keep that in mind. Yeah, well, and I just wanted to just add to that really quick, though, is some biosecurity is important whether you see you, even if you've asked all those right questions and nothing they think is going on, it's very often that you hear something days later. Same thing with, you know, contagions for people is you can get on a plane or you can go to a an event or something like that, and then, you know, two days later you find out somebody at that event had something. And that's how it is with, you know, shows or barns or things like that. Yeah. Like anyone was at the barn or anyone was at the show this last weekend, there was cases of this confirmed, but we didn't. nobody knew it going in. It was just days later when symptoms presented and then they, you know, can trace it back. So that's why biosecurity is so important is often we don't know what we're walking into because, you know, people aren't knowingly bringing strangles to a, to a, you know, show. Nobody would do that. Um, I'd hope nobody would do that. But, um, but often your horse is not showing symptoms and you didn't know that they were exposed. And so you have exposed other, you know, other horses before you knew that you were even exposed. So that's why just, in general, blanket biosecurity is an important thing to always keep in mind. So, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, because you don't. You, you're right. You you hear about it afterwards, and um, you know that's why you want the owner to use their own sheets. Uh, but you know the sheets are not going to protect from some things can being communicated. So that's why you know sometimes it even has to be that you know your your uh, Changing your boots, or, or it mm-hmm. depends on what the item, what the thing is. But you know, I've had to have a, a bucket of Clorox and water that you stepped in your, yeah. stepped your boots in, 
you know, if it's something really nasty. So uh, generally speaking, if there is something like that, you try and avoid it. But good point, Rainy, to say a lot of times it comes up after the fact. Oh, yeah, thank you. And then again, then just then just the Facebook page. I just wanted to do kind of just a little shout out there. Is obviously we've talked about all the things that you guys can all learn from there and and stay connected and get all the great tips. But also, it's a great um, tool for us with you guys. Just as a reminder, we've talked about this before. We know a lot of our listeners can't listen to the live shows and they listen to the recording, so it's hard for them to ask questions. Um, obviously, because the show is already over. But you definitely can use that Facebook page if there is questions you want us to answer, if there are topics you want us to discuss, if there are issues you want us to go into, or for any of that, if you have ideas of things you want us to talk more about, please use that Facebook page um, to chat with us because um, Cindy is way better at it, but I'm trying to get better about checking that and looking at that, and we definitely will um, will pick up on those um, things, and we will address those those topics that you guys want us to talk about so um we are just about a time out of time but somebody just popped on so let's see if we can fit them in before we get caught we get um cut off here we've got area code 213 area code 213 you're live on blog talk good morning ladies this is dexter hey Hi, how are you i'm doing very well sorry i missed the the academy on monday it's a conflict in in um in scheduling, but um, you all touched on something earlier. I just had a recent experience with the human device, and I'd like to get your uh, suggestion. So an old friend of mine is in town. Um, he's very athletic. He's like a third-degree black belt and all of that, right? And I put him on the Beamer. I've been talking to him about being a Beamer for like maybe four or five years. So he finally yeah. had his Beamer experience, and I wanted to be responsible, so you know, we don't want to start them off um, higher than like a three, you know, for the first time. But yeah. by him being as athletic, you know, I started him with a three. I just went for it, right? The result mm-hmm. was he didn't, he didn't notice anything. He said, man, I don't think this is really mm-hmm. for me, right? So I said, well, mm-hmm. maybe you're kind of a high-intensity kind of guy. He has his little dog, and I was telling him about how sometimes the little chihuahuas require more intensity <laughs> than like an Alaskan husky, uh-huh. right? So he says, he yeah. says, you know, that, that's me. That's me and my wife. We, we are like that. You know, don't give us, don't baby us. Give us something higher. So I said, okay, look, I'm not going to be really responsible. I'm going to observe you, but I am going to yeah. give you another session on another day. So the second session went very well. He says, I feel the tingling in my legs. The discomfort has reduced. In some areas it was gone. Okay, that's on the human set. Now, Earlier today, you guys were talking about observing horses and that the beamer practitioner versus the owner of the horse, you know, they are kind of different expectations, or maybe it's best not to expect anything. So my question to you is this. If you put a, uh, the, the equine um, unit on a horse and there appears to be almost no result, or, you know, I mean, there's always a result, but nothing up that you can... No observe. visual response. Mm-hmm. No visual response. There you go. Um, would you recommend a second session at the program one, or would you recommend bumping it up because of the first response that you observed previously? I would definitely recommend managing the expectations down 
so whether it's horse or human, so that you just say most people don't feel anything. Um, most, you know, most people can't tell when their blood's moving in their veins. So let's just observe. And if somebody doesn't notice anything, that's why I like to show them one of the human or horse blood flow videos to say this is what's happening, whether you're noticing it or not, and say let's do another session. I would not necessarily increase the, 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 the um, you know, again, it kind of depend on the circumstances and the person or the horse, Dexter, mm-hmm. but I would do, um, I would still keep at a low level because again, um, you know, there could be external influences that, that took away from seeing the responses that you expected. And the same thing would be for the people. Somebody who's, who's and I'm just talking personally here, because you, you switch back and forth between people and horses, but if somebody <laughs> yeah. is an athlete and somebody is in really good shape, my first exposure to them is, is you know, probably going to be at a higher level. Um, but also to to really make sure that that people who are in better condition have better probably better good better flow but bleh, can't even talk blood flow <laughs> um, and in fact they're not going they may not have as quickly detectable a response so it goes back to what I tell them that they might experience and. To really lowball it and to do it do it multiple days in a row if you can. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I just I just wanted to add, um, you know, kind of some we have to do things a little different with horses than we have to do with humans because obviously we can't talk to the horse and say what did you feel or how do you feel after you know any of those things we have to rely on you know the owner and and what they observe. Um, so some things are a little different, um, and so I wouldn't necessarily go up on the second time with the horse, but also with that person you were able to not only had a, you know, personal connection with that person, you had a good story behind it, and you knew how they kind of responded to things, so you could use that information. And also, since it was a good friend of yours, you could set that expectation of, I don't know what this is going to, you know, do, and we might get something, you know, we might get some detox or, you know, we might get some negatives if we do too high, too fast. Um, and if it's your friend, you can, you know, kind of, I would do that. I would do different things for my friends or my family than I would do for just a random person. I was giving a session to, but I would also argue he might have felt something different the second time, even if you hadn't gone up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was mm-hmm. saying is sometimes people feel um, different the second session, even if it was exactly the same, he might have felt different. Um, and so, and so I don't think you did wrong by going up because I probably would have done that. But I, but I also kind of want to put out there that maybe had you not gone up, he might've still felt something. So. That's very true. Very true. I, you know, I made sure he drank plenty of water. I said, "Look, if you're going to go up, hey, you're drinking more water." Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> right. And like I said, you're and that was a friend of yours, and you, so you had, yeah, you had a little more freedom to do things like that that you might not have done with somebody else, of course. Yeah. But also, well, like you. Cindy said, you. you know, we take we can take their their history into account, and you know, yeah, some of those you know professional athletes are really athletic people. Um, know their bodies better than us, A, sometimes, um, and B, just because they don't have as many things going on or maybe not, um, you know, they might have more acute things going on, but maybe not as much chronic things going on because they've generally taken care of their body better, um, they aren't going to, they are going to feel things a little different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so with the, 
So it sounds like the consensus is for horses, the same level of program one and see how that goes. And, you know, if, if, if I run into an issue, ladies, I would definitely give you a call. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a call yeah, and you know, hey, we've been on our program yeah. one for a week. And <laughs> but, Dexter, but don't be afraid to go to program two. Same questions can be asked of is this a horse that's in heavy training? Is this a horse that, um, you know, all those same questions that you kind of talk to your friend about is how athletic is this horse? How many, what kind of, you know, physical issues does this horse maybe have? And then, and then don't be afraid to go to two because guess what? If, you, if you're in two and you start seeing some negative things, you can turn it off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I yep. love that. That's right. There's always the off button. Right. Okay. <laughs> yep. Thank you, ladies. You all are wonderful. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank apolog- you. Uh, apologies for missing the Academy, but I will be at the next one. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Great question. Great Thanks. question. Thank you so much, Dexter. Thank you. All right. Well, we have gone a little bit over, but I managed to, to save it in time. I have to do it at the exact right time before I before it cuts us off. So <laughs> I have like a small window. Um, but, okay, Cindy, any final words for today? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot of, uh, you know, kind of various topics and, and um, just take advantage of the tools that are out there. We're trying to constantly give you what you need, and if you don't tell us, we won't know. So thanks for the feedback. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. Thanks for everyone who chimed into the show. Like I said, it's it's a really big part of what our show is about is hearing from you guys and being able to talk about the things that you want us to talk about. Um, and so we love hearing from you guys because it, it brings up, I mean, that was an excellent question that Dexter had, and it really brought up a, a topic that maybe we don't talk about enough. And, and so we can really dive in and, and take a closer look at some of those things. So Again, if you're on the live show, press 1, and we, you can talk to us. If you are listening to the recordings, you can use that Facebook page. Um, even if it's something when you're listening to the recording, like, um, you know, somebody said that brought up something you said made me think of this, you know, again, use that Facebook page of, hey, you said something, and I would like to know more information about it. So um, that's a great tool for, for you guys and for us. So, all right, I will quit blabbering. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone has a great <laughs> Uh, week um, and um, be sure to tune into all the other blog talks they're doing great things on the other shows but we're going to meet you here back next Thursday to talk about horses I hope you all have such a great week enjoy the weather wherever you are I don't think it's too crazy anywhere right now um, I could be speaking incorrectly but um, enjoy your spring for whatever that looks like in your area <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week bye everyone bye Cindy Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.